This is a Flashpoint Extra. I'm your host, Cherry Gregg. So I am extremely excited about this interview with Boots Riley. If you've never heard of him, he's a rapper, he's a musician, he's an activist, and he's a poet who's most known as the lead vocalist in a band called The Coup. Very underground. Um, Boots um, has Philadelphia ties. If you don't know Denise James, that is her brother. So anyway, he was in town this past week talking to audiences at sold-out shows for his new film called Sorry to Bother You. This is uh, Boots's uh, directorial debut. He wrote the film about eight years ago and has been working hard to get it made. Um, the film is about an African-American telemarketer named Cassius Green. Cassius developed what you would call the white voice. He used it to get ahead at work, and once he gets his big promotion, he gets caught up in a huge conspiracy and is given a choice between selling out to make millions at the expense of humanity or to join the labor movement with his activist friends. And this film, I can't even really explain it to you. I'll just say it blew my mind and it's been blowing minds all over the country. Boots has been on with Trevor Noah. He's been on CBS This Morning and this movie is pretty much using grassroots, sharing it on social media and beyond to really blow up. There's already talk of Oscar buzz. So take a listen. If you love activism, if you're a part of the Black Lives Matter movement, this is a film you definitely want to see. Take a listen to my interview with Boots Riley on his new film, Sorry to Bother You. Boots, welcome to Flashpoint. Oh, Thanks for having me. So I was so delighted to meet you this weekend and to see Sorry to Bother You. I had not seen the trailer. I went in cold oh, and it blew my mind. That's to do it. And it uh, blew my mind. It totally did. And I wanted to talk about a concept that you brought up when you talked to audiences. You said right. that Hollywood had rules and you definitely uh, kind of colored outside the lines. What yeah. are you what were you hoping to accomplish with this well, film? And I didn't when we say Hollywood we're thinking about mainly the business side of it. And I'm just and I think like in traditional filmmaking there are these rules of storytelling that they they have like which is by page 10 this ha- mm-hmm. this should happen, page 50 this should be happening. And and they have this structure that it works because we're used to it mm-hmm. to a certain extent. But then after a while, it doesn't work because we're used to it. We tune out when we watch it. And so I wanted to have people be engaged. Like when you're watching it, it throws you for a loop, you know, starting early so that you start watching it, realizing you got to pay attention. Yeah, because you cannot, you will miss something if you yeah, don't pay attention. Yeah. And you I gotta go to the bathroom before the <laughs> movie starts. And I had, I couldn't really describe it to people. I just said it was about a telemarketer named Cassius, and everybody knows telemarketing. Yeah. But then it kind of goes off into these other areas, and you have so many themes. And I wanted to talk about the white vo- voice because a lot of yeah. us who worked in corporate America, yeah. you're told that you have to blend. He yeah. does, and then he he kind of. Gives away pieces of himself. Yeah. Is that one of the themes? Of- yeah. I mean, at the beginning, he's doing the white voice to actually not not as much blend as actually hide himself uh, mm. in order to make the sales on the phone. Then later on, you know, because there's two kinds of code switching. One is kind of 
the over the phone thing where you you hope hopefully will get more confidence from the white customer based on them not knowing you're black. But then there's the other one where you're face to face in whatever job situation and people know you're black but you're saying, "Hey, I'm I'm a safe one." Yeah. You know. And uh those are two different things very related but that cause maybe even the second one causes a different sort of thought about yourself in your head. I want to talk about timing of this film because I thought if this film had come out 10 years ago, it wouldn't be received in the way that it is now. What do you think about now that makes the film is kept caught fire? Why do you think it's blowing up this way? So many people relate to some of the themes in there. There are themes of people, without giving any spoilers away, there's rebellion in this movie. And I think that's because there's rebellion in the world, that people want to change the way things are. And a lot of people are open to those ideas and looking for how to do it. And and so many times we just get this litany of problems and it can get frustrating and, and people can get burnt out because there is no like analysis of how you can actually change things. And I think some of those things are discussed at least. Yes. And I want to talk about the idea of change. Everybody's sort of getting on this activist movement train. How do you think change really happens? And do you think Sorry to Bother You provides some type of a formula, at least, that could go on into the future? It's not a formula, but what's discussed here in the movie are people organizing on the job. Mm. Because we all know even a right wing Republican wouldn't disagree that the people with the money have the power, Mm. right? So if the people with the money have the power, what do we do with that? Do we individually try to get money and try to be one of the people with the power? Well, the way that they get money is part of the problem, right? Yeah. In in, in that that extent. Uh, But what what we can do is realize we're the ones that give them the wealth. There's exploitation. Whatever we get paid... The boss, the corporation owner, owners are making 10 times whatever we, we get. So we ha- that's where their wealth comes from. We can withhold our labor. Yeah. And we can do that for wage differences. And we can also do that for social justice issues. Yeah. Because it used to be in the 20s and 30s when people were doing demonstrations, they were just that. They were demonstrations of power. Here's 20,000 people that can shut down your industry tomorrow, mm-hmm. not just 20,000 people that don't like this policy. And it's almost like it's an empowering movie in a way because it's reminding people because I feel like we went through some years where there wasn't huge amounts of protest. Oh, yeah. And now it seems like protest is the way. But I want to talk about you a little bit because you're a very unusual person. I mean, you are an activist. You're a poet. You're a musician. And now you're a movie director and, yeah. and a writer. How do you see yourself as someone to bring this message? And, and you have your whole life kind of all come together with yeah. this film. I started out as a youth organizer. And a lot of my approach to my art has come from uh, those experiences where I understand the questions that people have that mm. cause them to get involved with things or not. You know, I, you know, we never had songs that were like, you're doing the wrong thing. Change the way you are because you got to get it together. You know, it was always like, here is the way the system works. 
and here are some things that we can do. Yeah. And 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 because I I realize a lot of people, most people want the world to 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 be different, but most people just don't think there's a way to do it. Yeah. And and so movements have to show practical ways that we can win and we need to be fighting for some 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 possible victories and and one way to make a practical way is to understand our power in in this economic system our power under capitalism has to do with the fact that we create the profit and so that's been my whole thing that I that I've talked about and having that experience in making art yeah trying things that don't work throughout my career trying things that do work and understand and and being okay doing something that might be aesthetically different than what everyone else is doing because I understand that helps people to engage with it in a different way. Yeah, and I almost see that Sorry to Bother You is sort of like a grassroots movement, building momentum across the country. Started with just a few theaters and it's growing. You guys are headed to a 1,000 theaters now? Yeah, 1,050. Do you even see like you making this film and getting it on screens as a movement in itself? I would say that... It is taking grassroots effort to make it grow and that it's successfully growing. I hesitate to be like, this is a movement because using those words makes people think that I'm saying I want to motivate people to just work on getting this movie out and that that will solve a lot of things. I think that this is part of it can be part of a movement, yeah. you know, and it is taking a grassroots effort to get it out there and people are really um, getting something from it. They seem to be getting something from it and sharing it and telling people to, to, yeah. to come and, and do that. And my last question for you is, will there be a sequel? Cause there was like, you know, uh-huh. it's like a cliffhanger there. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure there's a number of people that would, would uh, like to fund that. I have a lot of stories to tell that also can help. So, yeah. Maybe there'll be a sequel that I, I, you know, it's not the story I want to spend my life telling, you know, so um, we'll see. Yeah. So Boots Riley, sorry to bother you. Go see the film. It'll blow your mind. It's been blowing minds all over the country. So thank you so much. We also have the soundtrack coming out this Friday, which is the my, my group, the Coos soundtrack, but it's featuring a couple tracks that, that with guest appearances by Janelle Monet. E-40, Killer Mike, and uh, Tune Yards. Sorry to bother you. The film, go see it. Soundtrack comes out this week. Awesome. Congratulations to you, Boots. Thank you. are you. doing your thing. And, uh, you know, hope it keeps going. I want it to keep going. Thanks for supporting it. Thank you. All right. This has been a Flashpoint Extra. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. Flashpoint airs every Saturday night at 9.30 and Sunday mornings at 8.30. You can also subscribe to the Flashpoint podcast on iTunes, the radio.com app, or whatever platform you use to get your pods. You can subscribe by searching Flashpoint KYW. And anytime we get extras like this, you'll be the first to know once it posts. Thanks so much for being a Flashpoint fan. If you have any type of issue you'd like us to cover, please tweet us. Our Twitter account is known as Flashpoint Show. Again, I'm the host of Flashpoint, Cherry Gregg. Thanks for listening. <laughs>